0: Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. As well as our television audience, and it's a pleasure for us to bring you God's Word. We love you. That is why we do this. And so if you're ever in the area, come and see us, and your life will not be the same. For those across the nations as well, you are much a part of us as well. Thank God. Alright, so um, we thank God for seeing us through the season as we've been seeking the face of God. And like we normally do, uh, as you've been fasting and praying, uh, what you normally would have spent on the food, about one of the benefits, or one of the things God tells us to do in Isaiah 58 when we fast, is to feed the hungry. So put together the amount that you have spent on food, and then let's bless the poor. And the less fortunate in our community, with that. So when you give, you c- if you mark it as that, we'll uh, make sure it goes towards that. Amen. Amen. And as you feed others who are hungry, uh, who cannot, uh, who are in that situation, your family will never go hungry in Jesus' name. Amen. Nobody in your descendant will ever go go hungry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let's let's do that. Um, don't be like the Pharisees that count the cumin and the spices and just make a ballpark, <laughs> And let's be a blessing in Jesus' name. And also this Friday, uh, you know, listen to Wednesday, um, we'll come out and pray. And then Friday at ten thirty. And then Wednesdays also, normally as a church, we even though the twenty-one days has ended, we fast and then we come out and we pray. Amen. And thank God for all the miracles and testimonies coming out of that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All throughout this month, we've been talking about building a strong foundation um, for you to be successful this year, for you to see a change by the time. If Jesus doesn't come by the time we get to December, there are certain structures you need to to pull into your foundation so that you can be set up for success. And that's what we've been talking about. And we'll wrap up that. Uh, There's so many things we can talk about, but we'll wrap it up today. Uh, along those lines, so let's go to Luke chapter 20, uh, Matthew chapter 22. One time, somebody came to Jesus, and when they came to Jesus, uh, they, they desperately wanted to know uh, what this whole thing is about. I mean, the Jews—they had a lot. I mean, the, the the commandments were a lot. So he comes to Jesus, and he's trying to figure out, okay, just let sum it up for me. Or if you to come to me and say, Pastor, let's have—I let want to give you an interview. Uh, What do I need to to do to be successful this year? What should be different? Tell me how I can make it in life. So let's see the question that this person asked, and let's see what's in there for us as well. So he comes to Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 22, verse 35, then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind. So he's testing Jesus. He thinks that maybe he's smarter than Jesus. So he's testing him. So Jesus, which one of all these ones, what is the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord. Notice the response of Jesus. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then the second is, like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hung all the law and the prophets. So Jesus is summing it up for him and he's summing it up for us as well. The first and the greatest thing is to love God. Notice three components in there. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And as we are starting this year, we want to start from here as well. With this foundation of loving the Lord. Man looks on the outward appearance but God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And I pray in the name of Jesus that this year you will punt and test after God more than ever before because that's the foundation of your success. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So what is in loving God from the heart loving God sincerely because Jesus is saying that this is the greatest this is the most important this is the key and then he goes on to say out of that love that you have for God flows a love for your neighbor for others I pray that this will be the reason why you live. Love God and love others. It's very simple, but very, very profound. Thank you, Lord Jesus. On these two commandments hang the whole thing. So think about it like how sometimes you have a, a curtain rod in your house or in your apartment, and then the curtain hangs on it. Without the curtain rod, the curtain won't hang. So here he's saying that, look, all those, all those ones that they couldn't do, over six hundred of them. It was a lot. And he sums it up and says that this is the key: love God with all your heart. And so, when we love God, what is the benefit? What is in there? Why is Jesus saying that? When you look all throughout the Bible, some of the names that we we talk about, Nehemiah, Moses, David, Daniel, Joseph, all these characters, you see that in their time, they had a heart for God. They loved God in their time. One time, the wickedness on the earth had, had, had gotten so bad Um, that God said, okay, let's let's do something about this. It's, It's way too much. It's gone way out there. But in the midst of it, God found somebody. And I pray, no matter what happens in the earth, may God locate you in Jesus' name because you have a heart for him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So God found somebody like Noah. And in every generation, God has his people. Notice in Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart wickedness is way too much. So the Lord said, I will destroy man from whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. I'm sorry, I have made them. Verse 8, notice this. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Put your name there. that no matter what is going on in the earth, name is Sarah, John, whoever you are, put your name in there. No matter what is going on, I will find grace in the eyes of the Lord. (laughs) But Noah found grace despite everything that was going on. Noah had a heart for God. Noah was different in his generation. May that be your story in Jesus' name. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's the key. You want this year to have success, you want this year to be different, Tag this thing into your foundation. That's where it starts. But Noah found grace. If your name is grace, then yours is double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But grace found grace. <laughs> yeah. In the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Glory be to them of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But I mean, you say, Pastor, tell me. I, I, if you tell me where I go, how I got to where I got I'll tell you that's the same thing. Grace in the eyes of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So what's in there for us? Is sometimes you know a lot of people. You know so many people. But you really, when you, when you boil it down, you, are very, you have only a certain number of people who are your friends. That you talk to, you share your heart with them. Now, for somebody like, uh, so one of the things, one of the benefits of having a heart for God is you become God's friend. Who wants to become God's friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing to become God's friend. So notice, somebody like Abraham, he's described as a friend of God. James chapter 2, verse 23. James, even, even before, before we there, notice how he describes him, um, Abraham. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 17, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? This man is very close to me. He has a heart for me. So when it comes time that God wants to do something in the earth, he says, Can I hide this thing from my friend? Because in James chapter 2, verse 23, James chapter 2, verse 23, he describes Abraham as his friend. And the Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. What a blessing. (laughs) He was called the friend of God. God came to you and said, I'm calling you, I'm going to make you a great nation. Uh, Even though you don't have a child yet, he said, no problem, I will believe whatever you say. And the Bible says he was called the friend of God. And that same friend, when God wants to do something in the air, he says, shall I hide something from him? He's in God's inner circle. He has inside information. Because he chose to believe God, he loved God, and he chose to walk with God. Shall I hide from Abraham, my friend, what I'm about to do? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love this. Thank you, Lord. Jesus says, as well that no longer do I call you. I mean, you are not. I mean, he got to a point. The disciples that he was with, he got to a place where he was so close to them. In John chapter fifteen, verse thirteen, he says, "Greater love has no one than this, than." John 15 13 than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servant, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. For I have called you friends, friends, friends. friends. Since you are my friend, if you do whatever. I tell you to do. So now he gives us the criteria to be a friend, like Abraham was, like those people, these people were. I pray that you will become a friend of God, because you love him sincerely from your heart. In Jesus' mighty name, you become his friend. I pray in the name of Jesus, this year may your walk with the Lord be so close than ever before. You see, we should be growing in our walk with the Lord. You should know God more than you did two years ago. You should be growing in our walk with God. I call you friends because whatever my father revealed, I've shown it to you. I've revealed it to you. All things I heard from my father, I've made known to you. Abraham is my friend. I'll not hide anything from him. Sometimes you, you get to a place where you don't know what to do. You don't know what step to take. You don't know what decision to make. I mean, we are here to help, but sometimes also God will help you, even show you things that are coming ahead. There are things I've seen in dreams that... After so many years, it's coming to pass. May God call you His friend, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Two, what's in there for us? You have unusual access to the heart of God. To the heart of God. Yeah, he says, greater man has no one than to lay down his. That's the greatest thing: lay down your life for others. But, but, but notice, people that are very close to God, that walk with the Lord, somebody like David, uh, he knew about the. Think about it. Jesus Christ was coming way ahead, and David knew about it. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 29, it says, Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead, and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of, his, of the fruit of his body according to the flesh, he will raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ. That his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Nor did his flesh see corruption. So he foresaw the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ way after, way ahead before it happened. He had, again, inside information. But who was David? David was one that loved the Lord. David was one that had a heart for God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will have the same heart for God. When when Saul missed it and God was looking for somebody to replace him, he says, look, this was talking about David. This was a person that had access to the, I mean, inside, into the resurrection of Jesus Christ way ahead. Notice how God described him. Nobody knew, nobody knew David. In fact, when, when someone was looking for a king and he, he, went, he went to his father's house to look for a king, he wasn't even there. He wasn't present. The Bible says that he was in the backside of the desert looking after sheep. Very, the sheep. But even though from a natural standpoint, uh, he, he, I mean he was not regarded from that standpoint. You see, because of his heart for God, God knew him and God located him. Notice how God described him. First Samuel chapter 13 verse, verse 14. He says, "But now your kingdom shall not continue. the Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart." And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people. Because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. The Lord has sought for himself a man, a person after his own heart. Again, may that be your description. A man, a person after my own heart. Somebody that loves the Lord. God says he foreseen this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Because the Bible says, First Corinthians chapter two, first Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. He says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. For those who love him. For those who love the Lord. I has not seen. Neither has the ear heard. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God. Has revealed them to us. Through his spirit. For spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received not we have received not the things of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things. That have been freely given to us by God. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Eye has not seen. The ear has not heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for the people that love him. That's where Jesus said, start. Start right there. Then you have something to build on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've looked for a man after my own heart. I pray in the name of Jesus, may God continue to reveal himself to you. The things that he has for you. If God was to show you of what he has for you as you walk in love with the Lord as you love him, uh, nothing else will matter the only thing that will matter is God that's the place that I go to <laughs> all that matters is God the things that God has prepared for those who love him you have you've not seen uh how much god will do for somebody that last that person may start out and it may appear that they don't have anything it may appear that um they may they they, they, they may be disadvantaged but if they love god huh, it's only a matter of time i said it's only a matter of time i said it's only a matter of time they will end up making it thank you lord jesus glory be to the name of the lord well so- somebody comes to mind right now there's, there's, a, there's a certain, there's a certain um, boy who went high school and college together and um he he, did, he um, the home that he came from was was a little bit distressed um so you um, you could tell that he was struggling a little bit but I, rem- I, I he's just be- he's be- his face comes before me right now he was, and he actually, oh, in the campus church, he was—he was like he was a choir leader, and he loved to sing, maybe like David. <laughs> Every time you saw this boy, he had a song, and he would be singing all while he's walking around. And sometimes people would be upset with him, but they didn't stop him; he just, just kept singing. <laughs> he always had a song. So, so later on, I said, let me, I, I, I mean, we, we all, after college, I, ne- I, I never saw him again. So I said, let me go check up on this person, what happened to him. And I saw his beautiful family. I saw him, he's still serving God. I think he's a pastor now. And wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And at the time, uh, I mean, you, you could tell that this person was going through some difficult times, difficult challenges, but he never let go of his love for God. That's what God is talking about. Eye has not seen, nor has the ear heard, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. There are several examples in the Bible. And in our time as well. I pray in the name of Jesus, no matter where you may be, I pray in the name of Jesus that as you cooperate with God, may God take you from where you are to where He has destined for your life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have access. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What's in there when we love God? Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm taking my time because this is, this is very important. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. So 3, we are filled with the fullness of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father... Of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So, one part of the family is down here. Some of of the part of the family is in heaven. That he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, notice this, this key issue, rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, notice this, this is the goal. In fact, redemption, this was one of the goals of redemption, that you may be filled with all the fullness of god my god <laughs> I say it's rooted and grounded in love filled with all this is it's 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 it's, 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 it's what i think about it it's i get it's it's amazing Filled with all the fullness of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I like how the classic Amplified puts that, puts that, that, that piece. Let's read it from there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God, the classic Amplified. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 19 says that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. When you go to school and you are filled with God, something happens in that classroom. When you go to work and you are filled with God, something happens in that workplace. Now unto him that is evil, to do exceedingly, he says, by in consequence of the action of his power, that is why at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far above all that we ask or think, immediately beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Far more than you can dream. But he says, be rooted and grounded in the fact that God, not only does God love you, you love him as well. And you are going to love others as well filled with the richest measure of the divine presence rooted and grounded in your love for God and your love for others thank you Lord Jesus what happens when you love God for you have God as your defense You have God as your defense. God will protect you. Sometimes God will do things, like like you're saying here, far more than you can even ask or think. Notice Genesis chapter 20, verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 20, verse 7. Now, um, Abraham had not told the full truth about his wife uh, when when he got here. And Abimelech wanted to take Sarah as his wife. Notice what God did. Genesis 27, he says, Now therefore restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet. And he will pray for you, and you shall not live. And if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, and all who are else. Verse 6 says, And God said to him in a dream, Yes, know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife. God comes to Abraham's defense to defend the man. You see, when you see somebody who loves God, uh, God would defend the person. So when Abraham, uh, when Abimelech did that, the Bible says, so Abraham prayed to God, verse 17, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and all his female, female servants. Then they bore children, for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah's Abraham's wife. God would defend you. <laughs> I said God would defend you. God would defend you. <laughs> When you love him sincerely, you notice that Abraham is his friend. <laughs> he will defend you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go a step further. Five. You have access to God's secrets that distinguishes you on the earth. That's the key to success. Now, notice somebody like Daniel. Daniel and his three friends en- ended up in Babylon. And in Babylon, they are in captivity. They are the captives. But when they got there, the people were not, were not God-fearing. And they wanted Daniel and his friends to go against the principles of God. And Daniel and his friends said, no, 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 we are not going to do that. We love God. we were going to give them food offered to idols. But notice, Daniel 1.8. But Daniel, there's always a but. You discovered Noah. But Noah, there are some people in the air that will always choose and decide that they will stick with God no matter what. May you be one of them. I said, may you be one of them. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the Enoch's that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the Enoch's. Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. No, I love God. I'm God. God is the one that I'm going to stick with. I have a heart for God. Later on, when they tested them, the Bible says, verse 15, At the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fatter. They chose to eat vegetables and water than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. And as for these young men, God, verse 17, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Verse 20, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Ten times better. That's the key to his success. He's taken with God. He has access to God to visions and dreams and God's secret. a period of 60, 70 years under f- different kings. This one was promoted very high, but he started out here when he was like, "You say, no, no nobody." <laughs> Making a decision that Lord I'll go with you. When the pressure is on, he said, No, no, no Daniel, purpose. We talked about that last week. It's a predetermined response. You are determined that you'll stick with God. Amen. May you be like that in our generation. Amen. So later on, when the king had a dream and couldn't interpret it, he said, Look, you people tell me the dream. This thing is very serious. I mean, even if you sleep in the same room, husband and wife, you're in the same room and you sleep and you're. Wife or husband has a dream, or your brother and sister, and your uh, brothers, and you are all in the same house and you have a dream, you wouldn't know the dream until somebody tells you. So he comes to you, look, you people tell me their dream if you don't I don't know what happened. <laughs> but this man that had a heart for God. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 19. The Bible says, then the secret, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. The secret was revealed to Daniel. The secret was revealed to the one who had determined in his heart that he was sacred God. See, divine secret, that's what distinguishes you as a student, as a business person, in whatever you are doing. When you have access to the secrets of God, it makes all the difference. (laughs) It makes all the difference. Then was the secret revealed to Daniel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Glory be to the name of the Lord. Divine secrets. That's what makes the difference. That's what makes the difference. Somebody like Job. Job was a businessman or a farmer or however you call him. Let's say a farmer. But it's same the same thing. I'm giving you all these examples because I want you to get this. That's the key. Tuck that into your foundation this year that I will love God. Job chapter 1, verse 1, he says, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. (laughs) That's his his description. He feared God, blameless, upright, feared God and shunned evil. The Bible says also verse three, his possessions were 700,000, 300 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. A blessed man, the greatest of all the East. He lost some of it, but by the end you, by the time you get to Job chapter 42, he had twice. So you go to Job and say, "Dr. Job." <laughs> Mr. Job tell me what's the secret how, how did you end up the greatest of all the East? What's, what's, what's your secret you t- verse 1 say, say some of it blameless upright, feared God shunned evil that's my secret but in Job chapter 29 he goes a little bit further Job chapter 29 I like it in the classic King, King James thank you Lord Jesus We're talking about having the heart for God, loving God. Job chapter 29, verse 4, he says that as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. This is how I ended up being the greatest. He showed me about how to take care of his cattle, how to do this, do not, do that, do that, do that. When the secret of God Was upon my tabernacle. When the Almighty was with me, when my children were about me, when I washed my steps with butter, and the rock poured me out rivers of oil, when I went out to the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat in the street, the young men saw me and hid themselves, and the aged arose and stood up. The princess refrained talking and laid their hand. On their mouth. Great influence. But he says that when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Notice how God described him in that chapter one. He was talking to Satan. He was bragging on Job a little bit. (laughs) Verse 8: Job 1:8. And the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Joe? What a description. That there is none like him in the earth. A perfect and an upright man. One that fears God and eschews evil. Have you considered someone like this in the earth? May God describe you like that. That's why I desire for you. That look, if God is saying that, look, look at like, no, one. the wickedness is a lot somebody like Job, somebody like Noah, God always knows. He's in close relationship with those people. Have you considered my servant Job? Notice that he's a busy man, but he's called the servant of God. He delights to serve God. There is none like him. He fears God and eschews evil. And that is the same person is describing that he had access to the secret of he had access to the secret of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Six, six, God will always restore those who love Him. God will always restore those who love Him. We see that in the life of Job in Job chapter 42, even though he lost everything. But the Bible says in Job 42, verse 10, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friend. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as he had, much as he had before. I pray in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you may have lost or what's slipping from your hand. But as you keep your eyes on God, as you continue loving the Lord, may God restore in the name of Jesus. I said, may God restore. May God restore. May God restore in the name of Jesus. If you've lost your health, may God restore. If you've lost a relationship that is so dear to you, may God restore. If something is slipping out of your hands that you desire so much that it rightfully belongs to you, may God restore. God restore. God restore. God restore. God restored. And then finally, seven, all things work together for good for those who love god all things how many things how many things oh my god thank you lord jesus all things work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose Romans chapter 8, verse 28, He says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. How many things work together for good? Everything. (laughs) We're talking about the foundation. Family things work, financial things work, health things work. Everything, business things work, the people that you are supposed to impact, everything, it's on this foundation. That's what, you know, Jesus said, this is the first one. <laughs> so let's get that in place. <laughs> all things work together. It may appear that it's not, it's not working, but eventually it's, work, it's all coming together. For the one who loves God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So any area that is not working, there's an area. It's my love for the Lord in place. Who love God. Are called according to His purpose. People that love God, love Him. They love His house. They love to serve God. Uh, it's just if you, no one, no one, ha, no one will force no one will co- I mean push you to do it because I just love the Lord that's why I do what I do <laughs> I just love God I see I want to see God transform the lives of others thank you Lord Jesus one time Kenny here again was preaching and he was talking along those lines and he was talking about uh, love God love people forgive and those things and then he's uh, Mark 11:23 23 and 24 when you believe, believe from the heart. And then this person came and they said, okay, how can I know uh, when I'm speaking from my heart? Or somebody asked the same question. How can I know that I love God from my heart? So he said to, he said to this person, he said to him, he said, uh, this person was married. So he said to him, he said, uh, when you tell your wife, uh, honey, I love you, where are you speaking from? <laughs> he said, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You cannot be in love with God and not know. You know it. Yes. <laughs> when two young people love each other, maybe they are dated. They want to see, I mean, when I was dating my wife in college, I mean, uh, you want to see that person. You want to be with that person. You want to talk to that person. You want to be in the presence of that person. You will know. You know. You cannot be in love with God and no know it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know you will know it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray, God is looking for a company of people in the air, whose hearts are after Him. and I pray in the name of Jesus, you'll be in that company. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the proof of our love for God is that Jesus said that we do what he tells us to do it. And when you love God, it's not, it's not, it's not a difficult thing to do. It's a very, it's not it's it's not it's not a difficult thing to do at all. John chapter 4, verse 21 says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself. him. I will love him and reveal myself to him. Reveal myself. In this season may God reveal himself to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. May God reveal himself to you. I will manifest myself to that person. In every area of their lives, I will show myself strong. David put it this way: "My soul follows hard after God. Hard followers of God." A classic in Jesus. My soul. Psalm sixty-three, verse eight. My soul follows. I have a heart for God and no one I will follow God you see we talk about all these people because of their heart for God you'll be in that company that list is still being compiled (laughs) your name will be in there if you read Hebrews chapter 11 it says all these people they without us will not be perfect so that list is still being compiled God is still looking throughout the earth for people Who have a heart. For him. I'll give you the secret. I'll give you the key. Let's wrap up with this one. Mark all these verses. Don't let them get away from you. Go over them. Proverbs 23. Verse 26. Thank you Lord Jesus. My son. My daughter. Give me your heart. And let your eyes. Observe my ways. My son, my daughter, give me your heart. I have so much in store for you than you are walking in right now. I have a glorious future for you. I have a glorious year for you. I have a glorious plan for you. But my child, give me your heart. Let's pray. Glory be to the name of the Lord. 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 Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.